Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to our 8.30 service on this, the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. Welcome to those of you in the room, many more we know joining us online. Uh, last week, if you're in the building, uh, last week we didn't have air conditioning. Uh, they've doubled up today <laughs> to make up for that. We're working on it. Thank you for being here. And uh, we have an attendance pad on each pew. If you'd pass that and sign your name, and especially if you're visiting with us, leave us some contact information. That would give us the opportunity to reach out and begin to befriend one another. That would be absolutely great. My name is James Howell. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm up front this morning with my friend and colleague, Reverend Taylor Pride Barefoot. Good morning. It's so good to be in worship with you all today. Um, this is such an exciting time of year as we celebrate third grade Bibles, but there's also a lot going on in the life of the church that's all in your bulletin. Uh, one thing we want to draw your attention to is Mindfulness Mondays as a, uh, a series we're starting, and tomorrow at 11 a.m. we have a guest speaker coming, and that'll be a great opportunity. And we have small groups, and there's so many ways to get plugged in, so we really encourage you to always look in the bulletin to see how you can be a part of our church more than just Sunday mornings. But we are so grateful that we get to be in God's home together today.
Let us continue to join our voices together with the Apostles' Creed, which you can find in your hymnal on page 881. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Join me now in our prayer of confession, which is found in our bulletin. Gracious God, we carry anger in our hearts we cannot release. Our past regrets continue to shame us with pain. Scarcity binds our hearts from generosity and growth. Give us courage to choose you in the face of temptations. Set us free for joyful obedience and faithful witness, open us to a future of peace, hope, and love with you. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. That proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. One of the things that I love about our church family is that we do this. We give Bibles to our third graders, and it's a big deal. And the kids are excited, and the parents are excited. We just love this. It's such, it's such a great thing. It's when all of us remember that God has given us a book. God has given us some reading to do that can inform us about who God is and what, how we are to live. It's just such a, a beautiful thing. Uh, and when any of us reads the Bible, we're stepping into a 2,000-year tradition of other readers, others who have tried to enact this in their lives. It's a beautiful thing. So, uh, we come today, we have 77 third graders receiving Bibles. That's a great thing. So, they're not all here at this service. Don't panic. Those who are, children, if you would come forward and kneel.
Charity Ann O'Neill. This is the Word of God for you, a child of God. Oliver Rung Cross the Fourth. This word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Caroline Elise Hickman. This is the Word of God for you, a child of God. Grant Alexander Cameron. This word is a lamp to your feet and a light unto your path. River Harrell Arkwright. Uh, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Benjamin David Rodway, this word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Liam Thomas Boyles, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Griffin Sigmund, this is the word, a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Austin Sutton Edwards, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. August James Rodway, this word is for you a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Down. Arthur Shepherd Carroll, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Lillian Walker Brown, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Wallace Rowe Gooder, this word is a lamp for your feet and a light unto your path. Olivia Ogburn, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Anna Priester, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Addison Ann Gilday, this word is a lamp for your feet and a light to your path. Marlo Stewart, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Madison Brooke Tate, this word is a lamp for your feet and a light unto your path. Lawson Elizabeth Fitzgerald, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Catherine Grace Dobson, this word is a lamp for your feet and a light unto your path. Margaret Alexander Rose, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. Howell Pritchard Rhodes, this is the word of God for you, a child of God. All right, children, stand and face the people. parents of these children be ready with your response in Christian love you brought these children to be baptized you accepted the privilege to bring them up in the faith by your teaching and example as they learn to give reverent attendance upon the private family and public worship of God will you renew your commitments to these children to guide them converse in your home about the things of God and grow together in discipleship if so say we will with God's help good step down here children receive this Bible read learn its stories ponder its words this book shows us the heart of God and how to be God's church for we are the people of God now join together in the words printed on your Bible we receive these Bibles with our hands our hearts You are just very welcome. And congregation, you have some words printed in your bulletin, so let us join together. We rejoice in this step in your journey with God. We pray God will guide you, your family, and us as you use this Holy Bible in your home, in your church school classes, and in our worship. We will learn together and grow in our love for the scriptures. Let us pray. Lord, bless these Bibles and these children who receive them. 
that they may truly be good students of your word and those who live out your word in their daily lives. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Join me in congratulating these children. Testament reading in Exodus chapter 14, beginning with the 21st verse. Then Moses stretched out his hands over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind. All night I turned the sea into dry land, and the watchers were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the watchers forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them. All of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariots drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord and the pillar of fire and cloud looked down on the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into a panic. He clogged their chariots' wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, Let us. Flee from the Israelites for the Lord and fighting for them against Egypt. This is the word of God for the people of God. Well, Griffin, thank you for that reading. I can't think of any sound that is uh, more lovely than the sound of a child reading from Scripture. This story, it's the epicenter uh, of all the Bible stories or for the Jews, and it's a close second for us. Um, the parting of the waters, the deliverance from Egypt. Ben Franklin wanted this to be uh, on the official seal of the United States. Taylor Branch wrote uh, a volume on the uh, history of the Civil Rights Movement. He entitled it, Parting the Waters. Uh, I posted on Facebook this morning a little video. My kids gave me a coffee cup years ago, a mug, and uh, at first it's got uh, Moses and a sea, and when you pour the hot water in it, the sea parts and the people are out there. It's just <laughs> a miracle is all you can say. Uh, for the Jews, this is the axis of the story. This is what Jesus celebrated at the Last Supper. He wasn't saying, I'm going to have the Last Supper. It was the Passover meal where they celebrate God's deliverance of God's people, setting them free from bondage. Americans get confused about freedom, by the way, and you've heard me say this before. We tend to think freedom is, I can do whatever I want. 
I can do as I wish. That's freedom for the Israelites. Freedom wasn't, we can do what we want now. It was, it was, you're free now for God. God delivered them and then took them to Mount Sinai to show them how to love God, how to love one another, how to be the people of God in the world. We have freedom. It's to be for God. And it's not a somber thing. Uh, I read this past week, um, maybe when you were in college, you heard of this uh, in a literature class, maybe this diarist named Samuel Pepys. And in 1663, in London, uh, he decided he would go to a synagogue one day and see what Jewish life was like. He thought it would be a somber, studious affair, and he went in, and he discovered people that were dancing and singing, they had Torah scrolls that they were hoisting in the air, and they were just laughing and having a party. They thought, wow, these Jews look like fun people. He happened to have walked in on the festival of Simchat Torah. It's the day in the year where Jews celebrate the joy of having the gift of God's Word, the gift of having God's Word. Uh, we take joy and delight in having a book. I think about, um, you know, hear the story of Abraham Lincoln, you know, poor, illiterate household, but he would find books and read them by candlelight late in the night. Books were so precious to him. In some places in the world, over time, there have been people who have smuggled Bibles in at risks of their own lives, so valued was this book for them. Our third graders, I love that they're excited about receiving such a book. We know it's a tough book, it's a long book, it's a complicated book. Uh, although it doesn't mean you can understand it. Uh, years ago I had a lawyer popped in my office and he said, uh, Dr. Howell, I just cannot understand the Bible. I said, dude, I think I said dude to him. I said, uh, you're a lawyer? You're the guys that devise all these documents that you have to have a lawyer to understand because it's too dang complicated and you can't understand the Bible? My grandparents stopped going to school in the 10th grade because that's all that they had and they read the Bible every day of their lives and it meant the world to them. What do you mean you can't understand it? We read it and there's so much stuff in there that's amazing, creation. <laughs> I mean, God made all of this and made it beautiful and made it wonderful. We, we've made a mess of things, haven't we? That's what's in the Bible story, but God never stops being merciful. No matter how broken we are, we're still made in the image of God. We're still precious to God. There's always mercy. The Bible's full of wonderful people and dysfunctional people and dysfunctional families. That means that there's room for all of us, room for all of us. All these laws in the Bible, I mean, God cares what you do with your pots and pans and where your ox goes and what you wear or your clothing. There's war in the Bible. There's war in the world, so the Bible even speaks to that. There's stories of children in the Bible. The boy Samuel, God speaks to Samuel when he's about this age and calls Samuel to do a great work for him. I wonder if God would speak to one of our children even today. The boy David. David is at his most faithful when he's just a boy. When he grows up, he makes a mess of things doesn't he? And he has a struggle with his own children. In the Bible, we have songs, the Psalms, uh, the, the people would sing back in those days, the Proverbs, wisdom, the, the, there's love poetry in the Bible, very romantic, the Song of Solomon. I've told some of you this before on Valentine's Day or anniversary, I'll, I'll pull out the Bible and read it to Lisa. There's stuff in there. It says, your hair is like a flock of goats running down the slopes of Gilead. It's just a, so romantic <laughs> moment. She's so moved. It's in the Bible. 
Uh, God calls prophets in the Bible to hold the powerful to account, right? Nobody's above, nobody's above the law. Nobody's above God. God calls everybody to account. I love that. Jesus comes. He enters Mary's womb and then is born because God wants to show us God's heart. God wants our love. God wants our tenderness. He grows up. Terrible people kill him. But that's not the end for him. And that's I mean it's not the end for us. So, so what, a, what a wonderful book. What a wonderful book. I read again this week, Eli Wiesel talking about the story of the parting of the waters. He says that according to Jewish tradition, the first guy who stepped in, right? You think it was Moses, he was out front. Now Moses holding his staff up to part the water. It says the first guy that stepped in was someone named Nachshon, and he was the son of Amenadav. Those are great names. Parents, if you're not done having children, you might consider those for your next Nachshon. Amenadav. And what Wiesel says is, is that according to the rabbis, the waters didn't actually part until the first person stepped into the water, right? You'd think the waters of Parkoa, now it's safe to go in. But somebody had to have the faith, the courage, the terror, we don't know, to step into the water, and then the waters parted. I think about Bible reading for not just children, but all of us. Uh, it's an under-read book isn't it? I think what God wants us to do is to have the, the faith, the courage, the fear of a pointless life to just dip our toe in. <laughs> and the more we dip our toe in, the more the waters part and we move toward freedom, don't we? I mean, uh, freedom. It's a walk to freedom that these Israelites engage in. They're in bondage. The waters part and they walk to freedom. And I try to think this week about walks to freedom. There's so many, and you may know some yourself. Nelson Mandela's autobiography was entitled, appropriately, A Long Walk to Freedom, right? Victim of apartheid, in prison for decades, but then he walked out of there, became the president of South Africa, A Long Walk to Freedom. I think about those uh, people in 63 uh, who walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma. That was hard. It took great courage. They were about to be beaten within an inch of their lives. It was a walk to freedom. Oh, we have some people from our church soon who are going to walk the Camino in Spain. It's a pilgrim route that people have walked for centuries. It's a walk to freedom. Jews, you may know, devout Jews uh, don't start a car on the Sabbath. Anywhere they go on the Sabbath, it's got to be in walking distance. I've heard Jews say they love that because they spend more time with their neighbors and they get some exercise versus if they could drive their car somewhere. It's a walk to freedom. I've seen people walk out of a hospital after fearing for their lives, but you're okay. <laughs> you get to go home now. It's a walk to freedom. I think about my mother. You know, the last time uh, she and I took a walk, she didn't walk far. She was very, very frail. I took her to the cemetery down in York, South Carolina. She wanted to visit her parents again. And uh, so I took her to the grave. She could barely walk. And when she got there, she knelt down and she started speaking to her mama, who had died in 1952. Her mama died very young. She was talking to her mom, and then she laid down on the ground. A few weeks later, uh, we took my mama there and buried her. She was beginning her long walk to the freedom of eternity. It's a beautiful thing. 
remember walking into college, or when you walk out of college and you graduate, you're walking into the freedom of being an educated person in this world. I walked down this aisle, and many of you walked down some aisle, not to lose your freedom, but to discover the freedom of commitment. But then sometimes that doesn't go well. I talked to somebody recently who walked out of an abusive relationship into freedom from that horror. I've seen people walk out of addiction into sobriety. I've seen good friends walk out of the closet, stop pretending that they're not somebody that they are. I think about the families that will walk into their homes at Plato Price place when they're completed our habitat project. I think about Ukrainians who have had to flee their homes and someday, one day, they will walk back into their country and back home. My most important walk, and I remember well, I was in college, I walked into church one day. Somebody had invited me to come and nagged me and nagged me and bugged me and then finally I went, thank God Almighty I walked into a church. Saved my life. Made me a very different person walked into a church. Friends, we were all on a walk to freedom. The Bible shows us the way. It's the book that we carry as we go. It's the book that we lift up and makes us dance with joy. And then it's hard, but then there's more joy, and it's all about eternity, the last book in that book. It's the book of Revelation, which is about God bringing all of God's good creation to God's intended purpose, that God will redeem all of creation and all of God's people, and it will be such a beautiful day of total freedom <laughs> and joy and light. Uh, for this, friends, we give great thanks to God. What a joy to give Bibles to our children and to receive them ourselves. Let us prepare our hearts for prayer. Holy and gracious God, this week we remember all those who lost their lives in the floods in Libya and the earthquake in Morocco. We're mindful, Lord, of the many natural disasters that seem to occur each week. We pray, Lord, that you would bless all those who have survived and that you would heal their memories of trauma and devastation. We pray for the many who grieve the loss of family and friends, asking that you would bring them consolation and comfort and surround them with our prayers for strength and courage. Finally, we ask that you would bless all those who have lost their homes, their livelihood, their security, and perhaps even their hope. May they have the courage and the strength to face the long road of rebuilding ahead. Lord, in your mercy, Christ, our example and Savior, make our community one that lives out your grace and mercy. Today, we pray for those among us and around us who are struggling to live wisely and well, who seek a way of integrity for the future. We pray for all those who are confronting addictions or trying to change old habits that are harmful to health. 
give them persistence and patience as we offer our support. O God of changed hearts, we pray for those who want to end violence and anger in their lives. Give them courage and wisdom to walk in ways that are new and renew us and thus our future as your people as well. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, we pray for those who are seeking work, trying to learn new skills or changing employment. Open new opportunity for all those who have no jobs. We pray for all who seek new ways to live out their faith in their vocations. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to be a beacon of light to all those who have no food, no home, and no work. God, may your love be fresh each and every day so that others may catch the vision of your love for all people. Lord, in your mercy. And now, Lord of compassion, we pray in silence for all those we carry in our hearts before you even now. We remember all those who grieve this day, and especially we lift up the family of Michelle, knowing in their time of loss. Lord, in your mercy. O Spirit of transforming power, we're grateful for your word, for the scriptures that teach us. We're grateful, Lord, for the example of your Son, Jesus Christ. For it is in his name that we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. My dear friends, children's ministry would not be possible without your gracious and generous support. Third grade Bibles you purchased, and we give you thanks for your many tithes and offerings that support all the missions and work of this church.
gifts so they touch lives in need and become roots of justice in the world for the sake of Jesus Christ who sends us out in love and in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brian Childers, for uh, filling in so ably. Uh, Evan Curry out today. He'll be back uh, next Sunday, though. Uh, I'd have preached a little longer if I'd known what time it would be. But we do need time, though, at the break, set up for the next children and have photos and all that. So uh, it's been good to be together in God's house. And now may the grace of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us, both now and forevermore.